What's on the Menu with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. It's Money FM 89.3. Joining me on the show today, I've got Chef Ben Tilati, founder and co-owner of Kinu. Also got Muhammad Ali. He's the co-owner of the restaurant at Kinu. Uh, serves up authentic Basque food with a nice homely touch. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. How are you? Pretty good yourself. Good, man. Thank you. Doing good. I'm using this time to, uh, as Mo was saying, off air to cleanse the systems and uh, recharge. Ben, we'll start with you. For someone who's never been to Canoe, how will you describe the restaurant and the experience? So first of all, uh, as I can explain it, I can say that it's like a home. So the moment that you step in the restaurant, you feel like home and this home is mine and it's Basque country home. So very only everything is to share. The moment is to share. So it's very vibrant place, if I may say. There is a full of happiness here. And then uh, this is the best way I can describe it. It's joy, happiness, and homely. Emma, what about you? For uh, someone who's never been there, what would you say is the first thing that people will notice about Kinu besides the homely vibe? What they will join is how relaxed and how chilled it is. Uh, when people come in very laid back, they will notice that the open air that we have, when you come in, you have a, you can chill by the bar, you can chill by the kitchen, you know, there's seating available. So it, it's very relaxed, very open. You, you know, you can see the chef mate preparing the meal. While you're sitting there, you can actually have a conversation with him. So it is very relaxed environment when you come there. Yeah, and the best part is I haven't been yet, so I get to try out another restaurant once these restrictions are lifted. Ben, let's go back to how you met Mo, but more importantly, what's the meaning behind Kinu? Okay, so I'm going to start with the first question then. I met Mo when I opened the place on Trust Street like a few years ago now. And then he came several times and then we created like a bond. And then um, one day we came to the conclusion then why we can grow together. That was before the first secret breaker. And then uh, I said to Mo, we're going to put this on pause right now. Soon all those troubles are out because we want to trust relationship, him and I. So I said to him like, okay, you know what? We're going to wait a bit. Soon everything is lift up, we can start. And this is what we did. So it's like really like a trusting relationship between Mo and I. Uh, that doesn't mean that we agree every time, but now it's a good friend and business relationship that we have together. For the second question, Kinu was the nickname of my mother because Kinu is like a nickname for Quignon. The Quignon uh, in French is like the, the edge of the baguette, the French baguette. When she was a little girl until she passed away, my mom always eat only this part of the bread. So just to me to remember my mom. It's a very touching story right there. Mo, was it always on your bucket list to get into the F&B industry? Because you come from a different background, as you were telling me earlier. I always had the vision to have kind of trying to get involved in the F&B restaurant. And, and also, you know, I just wanted to expand my knowledge and my experience. And when I met Chef Ben, it was kind of meant to be, right? So I met him, had a good vibe. You know, we had a discussion. I told him what I wanted to do. And it's um, something I've been thinking about getting involved in F&B, I would say probably in the last eight years. Unfortunately, we started kind of getting involved in a difficult period, <laughs> you know, with with this pandemic but i really believe in the in his vision i believe in you know what what he's trying to create and actually uh, you know the re- one of the main reasons for me investing in kinu is because of uh, the chef because i understand what he's capable of i mean the experience he has the places he has lived and everything and i just wanted to be involved with kinu 
And what was the reasoning behind moving from trust to where you are right now? Uh, let's say that, you know, after the pandemic, you know, everybody was struggling. And then um, let's say that I, my former landlord and I uh, decide to de- don't renew the, the, the lease. So that's why we moved, you know, it just also to make sure that the companies stay alive also. Yeah, we just changed. We had like a three-story shops over there and then it was useless. And it was not like for me like the way I expected. So we decided to come on, a, let's say, more a human-sized place and make it better. And tell me a little bit more about your background, because I think you have, a, just like Mo, you're a very uh, intriguing individual as well. What brought you to Singapore before you started Canoe? You know, I live in Canada. I used to work for an American company on a big cruise line ship. When I met my wife a few years ago, like 10 years ago, after we went to uh, Honeymoon, I decided to create my first own company. I was a private chef. I was a pretty successful, if I may say. So um, I was like, okay, you know what? I need to have a restaurant. But the thing is like in France, for instance, it's really complicated to do business. So I, I was like, okay, so where can I go? And then uh, we find uh, this uh, lovely red dot on the map, my wife and I, and then uh, we decide to moving in. Simple as that. Yeah, it's quite a journey. I mean, you did mention you were a successful private chef and now you've got your own restaurant. Mo, it's a little bit different for you. You're from the corporate background. So what drew you to the Republic? Kind of similar story. Me, well, you know, when we got married, uh, me and my wife, we actually lived in the United Kingdom and we stayed there for close to 10 years. And um, we wanted to change. We wanted something else. An opportunity came up in Singapore. And when I took the opportunity, we, you know, we didn't really think we were going to be here uh, more than two years. So we came here seven years later. We love it. We have two boys. You know, Singapore has been actually a a real blessing, to be honest. Uh, It's been a fantastic journey since we've been here. Once individuals do get a taste of Singapore, they don't want to leave. We're in conversation with Chef Ben Tilati and Muhammad Ali. They are co-owners of Kinu. We're serving up authentic Basque food with a nice homely vibe. Gentlemen, let's talk about operations before the pandemic. In terms of your menu, Chef, before you yep. moved to your new location, what were you serving up? I was always interested by a ceviches and then all this kind of food so that's what i did previously but i wasn't it wasn't fun for me because you know the more time you stay like away from home more you need to reconnect with your home so i decided to slowly but surely increase the uh the amount of item from basque country to finally have 100 percent basque menu slowly surely i today i do everything i love and tell me about the response from your customers what are they saying about what you had before compared to what you have now? That was a bit tricky for the very strong regulars that Kinu has since day one. You know, people, when they come to you several times, you know, they became regulars. They trust you at the end. So, of course, you know, when I stopped doing all the ceviches and the tarta and stuff like this, people were like, oh, that, that was good, you know. And I was like, yeah, I know. I know it is. But like, you know what? Try this. Just try this. And then slowly people like understand and then... They feel even more happy today than before because today I enjoy exactly what I do. 100% my dish. I have a lot of fun doing it. And that is certainly the most important part, having fun with what you do. Mo, where do you fit in in terms of operations for the restaurant? What's your role in making sure Kinu stays ahead of the game? When it comes to the operations, I really leave it to uh, Chef. You know, he's really there, you know, 24-7 preparing the meals and 
So where I'm trying to help is really trying to get traffic in, trying to get our name out, whether it's uh, on Money FM or social media, etc. And also what I try to do is also to get my connections, my folks, whether it's from corporate, you know, anywhere. Because I work in corporate when it comes to meetings, etc. I'm always at, at the restaurant. So, and also having together, we what we try to create is also like a uh, marketing company, uh, which hopefully once we have that set up, that will kind of focus on Kinu initially and try to take Kinu to the next stage. Kinu is already well established, right? People are very familiar with it. And, you know, it's been around for, uh, what, three, four years. And people found out Kinu by themselves, you know, by because of the ingredients, because of the food. And I would say, actually, another big factor is uh, chef. Because, uh, you know, when people come, you know, you will find that uh, chef is the most genuine person you will ever meet <laughs> he will he will tell you how it is right so so and people enjoy that you know they're kind of uh kind of done with people just try to sell you kind of like a fantasy or whatever but he will tell you how it is he will try to do his best and even when you're sitting there eating there you know he will come around and have a discussion with you guys and you you get a proper experience of the best right really my operations i trust him i know what he's doing and he's he's been changing menus for the last couple of years and putting on and, and really kind of adapting to the situation that we're in. So I have a full trust in the way he's been handling it. And so my, it's just my goal is to make sure that we have enough traffic. And we moved to Two Tech Lim Road, which is, uh, you know, not too far from Potato Head and Burnt Ants and Nicola, right? So it's the location as well. So people weren't familiar with us in that location. People knew Kinu in Trust Street. That's what I've been trying to do. Yeah, it's my favorite uh, location, Kyongsek. There's so many places there. But now I can add another one to my list, as I mentioned earlier. Ben, in terms of your food, if someone's going there for the first time, what must they try? Okay, so I will start with the uh, the shipyong. So shipyong is really something uh, that we eat every summer in the Basque country. So basically, it's a baby squid, but you just like sear it on the plancha. So plancha is an item uh, machinery that we use in the Basque country to cook meat, fish, and everything. So they can start with it in a nice chimichurri and uh, two uh, aioli. One is an espelette aioli, the other one is a black garlic aioli. Of course, after that, you can have like the quinoa chuleta. For me, uh, the chuleta, uh, it's the ope rib, what we call the ope rib, um, but we call it chuleta in Basque. It's comfy in uh, duck fat from French, obviously, and French butter. It's comfy for like days and days and days. Then after that, you just sear it properly, a nice medium rare maximum, I can say. This is the best experience for me because, you know, when you have like a nice big piece of meat, you know that the guys in the kitchen, they know what they're doing. So after that, when you come back the second time, you can trust them with your life. Yeah, these dishes sound amazing. The circuit breaker was, of course, an incredibly difficult time for the F&B industry. And now, during this lockdown-liked period of heightened alert, well, I guess we're back to square one again. How are you better prepared now than you were back then? What are you doing differently this time? Uh, first of all, we were prepared this time. <laughs> we were prepared this time. We had a, a light menu, you know, Basque version, let's say, but like maybe more, but like more suitable for takeaways and deliveries. So yeah, the only thing is like we were we were prepared for this. We were prepared for this, but this is done. So now we have to be prepared for the reopening. This is the key. Now we just have to make sure that this delivery takeaway runs like smooth and easy. But the day that we reopen, we need to have like a strong offer for the people who crave to go to a restaurant actually. And I'm sure we're all eagerly awaiting that reopening day as well. Takeaways as well. Just one final point on yeah. that. 
what platforms are you on? And even when it reopens again, will you still be doing the takeaways? Okay, so uh, we're using today um, Odell. Uh, we're using also Chop. And then, of course, we have our in-house uh, delivery people. So uh, we decided to go with those companies because I don't believe in a company who take 30% of your cost. Uh, this is wrong, and it's wrong for everybody. It's wrong for the customers, and it's wrong also for my team because it's less money in the company. Yeah, we're going to continue to take takeaways uh, after the reopening, but only uh, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, and Thursday. Weekends, we, we cannot. We really cannot because we, we are full house every Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. And then we're going to be open on Sundays for a special Kinu barbecue every Sunday. Only for three days per week, we're going to continue to do the takeaway and deliveries. But I believe that the best experience, no matter what, would be to dine in because... You are home. Of course, the food is good. But when you go out, when you, when you go in a restaurant, you go for the food, obviously. But you also go for the service. You go for the atmosphere. So we try to just, for now, give like the food. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're going to continue it like, just like three days a week. That's it. Yeah, I remember the feeling of going back and dining in at a restaurant after the circuit breaker last year. What a great feeling. But Mo, when customers are coming back, you know, once a reopening happens, how are you getting yourself prepared? What we've done is we really reach out to these companies. We decided to go with the companies that we thought that would actually help us in terms, uh, you know, getting all the traffic, you know, orders, etc. So we stuck with Chop because obviously they they were our booking system. And then we went to Odell. They were uh, really happy to help us get everything set up really quickly. So now when you go to Kinu, K-I-N-O-U dot S-G, uh, when you click on it, it will give you the delivery option and it will actually give you the option to use Odell or Chop, right? So you can go there and click and make the orders. But we obviously right now, we're already having discussions on uh, what menu we need to prepare when and once we go back to reopening, I think phase two and phase three, all these um, situations that we've been to gave us the opportunity to actually think afar, you know, uh, prepare operations, prepare what we need to do and kind of uh, think ahead. You know, two, three years ago, we were just thinking about the menu, but they weren't really thinking about whether they wanted to do deliveries, etc. And even last year, once we closed, we didn't really, we thought we're going to be open. We're not going to reclose. We didn't really do any deliveries after that, right? So. So now we need to become like a more like a hybrid, have the deliveries and special timing. Obviously not the same when we are busy usually on, on the weekends, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like a, a chef set. But we need to prepare the menus, what kind of menus we want to. We need to go into social media. One of the um, Facebook, we use um, Singapore Rescue Restaurant or, rest, uh, you know, one of those uh, pages that has a lot of followers and we're posting it and obviously they don't get paid on it and they're helping a lot of restaurants uh, in Singapore. So we, we're getting involved with a lot of these uh, social platforms, get us out there, you know, be well prepared again. So we need to kind of grow and be a really come a little bit more agile. So once we go back to a lockdown that we are able to kind of have everything in place. So a lot of companies, I think, have been um, are more well prepared now and they are a lot more agile to kind of survive in this period. Once we go back, I think we will have a new menu. People will be surprised and very excited. And I'll be talking to chef. Uh, I'm trying to put my input, you know, <laughs> so we, uh, you know, but uh, I think you will be well surprised and uh, very exciting in the near future. I mean, Adrian, I, I hope you will order from our website as well so you can have a taste. I want that first experience, like Chef Ben said, to be dining at the restaurant. I say this with a lot of other bars as well, which I've been to before and with their bottle cocktails. The experience of dining in for a first time at the restaurant, you want that memory. 
You want yes. to you know, hold it close because certain places, yes, you can deliver. Now everyone does deliveries. But I think if you're going to visit for a first time, then I want it to be a little bit more special. And I can't wait to come and visit you guys. They're on Instagram at Kinu Restaurant. Follow them and keep up with all their updates, new menus, takeaways, deliveries, everything else. We've been in conversation with Muhammad Ali and Chef Ben Tilati. They are the owners of Kinu, serving authentic Basque food with a nice homely vibe. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time and joining me on the show. And I can't wait for you guys to open up for dining in. And uh, I wish you the best. Thank you for having us. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.